Hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine and I will be your host again this time around. This is episode number 25 in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and blatant psychology behind and within famous records. Now, the band this time around is often pigeonholed into the same morbid place that the Smiths often are. Uh, And while it's somewhat deserved, they aren't limited to that. This band, to this day, connects with people in a way not always typical for most bands. Uh, This time around, we are actually going to be exploring the album Disintegration, which was the eighth studio album by the band The Cure. Now this record, was the last record that they would put out in the 1980s. It came out when I was a senior in high school. And unlike bands whose best work is behind them, though they keep going, many people feel that this is their best work. Now, I don't know if that includes me. I'm on the fence. I like Head on the Door. I like Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. I like even the earlier ones. I like the various stages that they had gone through for different reasons. But this one is is a highlight in the band's career. Uh, What's interesting was that unbeknownst to the principal Cure band member, Robert Smith, he and I were both going through a transition at the same time. See, I was about to graduate high school and he was about to turn 30. What was interesting about his turning 30 is he wondered if his hitting the big 3-0 meant that his best years were behind him, and it depressed him. He took this mostly negative energy and threw himself into the making of this record, and it's the best record his band could have possibly made at the time. They completely delivered. I had the pleasure of interviewing keyboardist Roger O'Donnell, who was made a full-blown member of The Cure during this time period. Uh, One of the things that I liked was that he was very respectful of Robert Smith and The Cure in the interview. No sensationalism, nothing negative. Uh, He had just finished touring with the Psychedelic Furs at this time in his career, and you can hear his enthusiasm as he added just lush layers of keyboards to already great songs on disintegration this album is both glorious and it hurts at the same time it's a person hiding out in a room in an almost fetal position writing and singing but then in the middle of it is one of the best ballads of the 1990s which happens to have a happy sounding bass line and a driving drum beat So I guess what I'm trying to say is that this record is both confusing and cohesive. What's interesting is their next album after this one was called High. Here's some sample lyrics from their next album that would have come out after this. 
when I see you happy as a girl that lives in a world of make-believe, it makes me pull my hair all out to think I could have let you leave. And when I see you take the same sweet steps you used to take, I know I'll keep on holding you, my arms so tight, I'll never let you go. Are these lyrics, again, from the High album? It's a perfect day to throw back your head and kiss it all goodbye. It's a perfect day for getting old, forgetting all your worries, life, and everything that makes you cry. Let's get happy. It's a perfect day for dreams come true, for thinking big and doing anything you want to do. Let's get happy. Kick out the gloom, kick out the blues, tear out the pages with all the bad news. Shoot, this was the album with Friday I'm in Love on it too. But during disintegration, there just weren't really any let's get happy moments. Disintegration is a dark record, but the record had four singles on it and they all did very well. Uh, let's dive into some of this work. I'm just barely scratching the surface for time's sake, but there are other songs on here that I'm not touching that really deserve to be analyzed as well. But let's start with the opening song. It's called Plain Song, which is, by the way, false advertising. It's anything like that. It's, it's totally atmospheric and beautiful and sad and joyous all at the same time. Uh, the next song would, would not be what it is without the rhythm section of Simon Gallup on bass and Boris Williams on drums. It's strange. It moves, but you wouldn't want to dance to it. It sways, but I wouldn't say it grooves. That in itself makes this an interesting track. Probably you've heard it on the radio. The song is called Pictures of You. Now, on this song, Robert Smith is actually the comforter who is helping someone else do what he essentially is doing on this entire record. He's letting it out. The person who's in his arms is trying to let it out. Uh, listen to this. It's actually very beautifully written. Remembering you standing quiet in the rain as I ran to your heart to be near. And we kissed as the sky fell in, holding you close, how I always held close in your fear. Remembering you running soft through the night, you were bigger and brighter and wider than snow. You screamed at the make-believe, screamed at the sky, and you finally found all your courage to let it all go. But here's the thing. She's too similar to him. See, Robert Smith would help himself with this exact same problem if he could, but he doesn't know how, so he draws a blank. And the lyrics say... If only I'd thought of the right words, I could have held on to your heart. If only I'd thought of the right words, I wouldn't be breaking apart all my pictures of you. There was nothing in the world that I ever wanted more than to feel you deep in my heart. There was nothing in the world that I ever wanted more than to never feel the breaking apart my pictures of you. Does this resonate? I, I think it does. 
I think we've been there at some point in our lives, right? I found one individual's take on this online. He said this, and I quote, This song reminds me so much of a girlfriend I had in high school nine years ago that I can't get out of my mind. She loved The Cure, and I hated them. Now I love them because their songs remind me of her and how I should have never treated her. If you're out there, Alyssa, I'm sorry. I was young and dumb, and I still have these pictures of you. See, pictures of you is a love song that doesn't actually say the words, please come back, I love you, or I miss you so much. But it screams that message without actually saying it. The next song that would be another single released on this record would say it right in the title. It's literally called Love Song, and it was written for Robert Smith's wife. This is what he stated about the song. He said, it's an open show of emotion. It's not trying to be clever. It's taken me 10 years to reach the point where I feel comfortable singing a very straightforward love song. Well, he nailed it. The song Lullaby was another single, which is very creepy, especially consider, considering it was labeled Lullaby. But musically, it's extremely original and it's very easy on the ears. And then you have the fourth single that shows just how much the public had accepted the cure by this point. The song is called Fascination Street. Smith was quoted as saying that he was thinking of Bourbon Street in New Orleans when he wrote it. He said, I was getting ready to go there and I thought, what, what do I think I'm going to find? It's about the incredulity that I could still be fooled into looking for some perfect moment. This song is intense. Uh, make no mistake. By the way, if you're curious as to what genre the cure are, you, you can go a lot of different ways. But Fascination Street is a rock song. And like almost all of the others, this band takes their time on the intro. They are in no hurry to get to the lyrics. They are setting a mood. They are providing an atmosphere for us as listeners. If you are in a hurry, this entire album is going to frustrate you. It would be like seeing the entire state of California in just one day. You can't do it. You'd miss too much. You need time. The experience is the journey here. Uh, the last song on this record is called Untitled. I think a better name would have been, this song is one of the best songs on the album. It is just so good and so atmospheric. Again, you can hear the Roger O'Donnell in it and the enthusiasm. Long intro, and this time, even longer outro. But who cares, because it's that good. Here's some sample lyrics from this song. Hopelessly adrift in the eyes of the ghost again, down on my knees and my hands in the air again, pushing my face in the memory of you again, but I never know if it's real, never know how I wanted to feel. Never quite said what I wanted to say to you. Never quite managed the words to explain to you. Never quite knew how to make them believable. And now the time is gone, another time undone. Hopelessly fighting the devil futility. Feeling the monster climb deeper inside of me. 
feeling him gnawing my heart away hungrily. I'll never lose this pain, never dream of you again. Another time where he, as a songwriter, has no idea how to right a wrong. He can't fix it. He doesn't know how to fix it. He's speechless. I've always thought that this song being named Untitled was not creative laziness. But the title in itself illustrates how the lyrics tell us that he can't think of what to say anymore. How many of us have ever been scared to act and then later on regretted that? Maybe time changed the situation and a moment is gone. Maybe a person died. Why didn't I spend more time with him when he was here? What was I doing instead? Listen, disintegration is not just a sob fest. It's a heart fest. Whoever decided to include Love Song on this record was very, very, very smart. It may have been just too much for the average listener if they didn't have that opportunity to take a deep breath along the way. And listen, I was 16 turning 17 when this came out. My Nobody Understands Me was off the charts. I was shy. I had crushes on people but would never tell them. I loved where I lived. I had male and female friends, but I had no self-esteem. And this record spoke to all of that. Essentially, a message throughout this was how Robert Smith tried to communicate, but just couldn't because he didn't know how. That was my world at 16 and 17, and to a degree, it kind of still is. Doing a podcast is much easier than just face-to-face -face discussion. And I have to say that it was nice having a record at that time in my life especially, and even now, where I felt like somebody else understood this. So yes, it's a dark record, but I would say that even being dark, by all means, the stars are out and the breeze in the night feels good. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. And for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. So we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, The Cure Disintegration Playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash The Cure Disintegration. So let's go through these 12 songs together. And I'm sorry that I didn't cover more of them, but believe me, there's some really good stuff I didn't touch. Uh, plain song, number one. Number two is Pictures of You. Number three is Close Down. Number four, Love Song. Number five is Last Dance. The sixth track is Lullaby, followed by Fascination Street. Another beautiful one, the eighth track, Prayers for Rain. Then there's the same deep water as you, followed by the title track, Disintegration. The 11th one is called Homesick. And the 12th one is the beautiful Untitled. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash The Cure Disintegration. 
this is the time on our show where I thank you all very, very much for listening. It's, it's not a mundane thing for me to do this, and it's not just a routine thing for me to do this. This show is alive and breathing because of each one of you listening. Uh, if you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep these podcasts stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. You can check out our website for all things Refresher at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com for Refresher gear, as well as all of my books, including my interviews and, and links to friends of our show, which we appreciate them very much. Again, that's refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.